This is Josh Mills. And guess what? This is John Mills. He is finally back from all his gallivanting around. Back in the house, back in Arkansas. And we are here for another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very happy to have you guys along with us as well as Dad finally returns and we are on a wonderful liquor episode. Well, Dad, we're happy to have you back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We had some good fun. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it as we're going, but today we are doing a liquor episode like we mentioned, and this liquor episode is on liqueurs. So dad, what is your liqueur and pairings this week? So my liqueur is Chambord. It's a raspberry liqueur, and my pairings are baked potatoes that I just uh, boiled, put them on the grill, and then I did some steak, and I did a raspberry compote. And then I have intense chocolate raspberry. All right, from Ghirardelli. That'll be yes. It's all going to be really good. The steak, that steak's going to be interesting too. This week I am doing the Appalachian Sippin' Cream, the Strawberry Dream flavored from Sugarland Distilling. So we have a strawberry cream liqueur going on, and I have fresh Arkansas strawberries. I have a smoked cheddar, and then I have some ribs. They are not our ribs because we didn't have any left, and I didn't have time to make any. But we've got some ribs on the table as well. That's right, and uh, we're gonna have to make ribs, Josh. We're I, out. We're I out. know. Now that you're now that you're finally back for a of course while, it's a hundred degrees out there. Well, not exactly. It's like eighty something. Oh no, it was up in the nineties. Was today. it today? Yeah, yeah it was supposed to be tomorrow. We finally made it up into the nineties here in Arkansas. So, and that means humidity is about seventy, <laughs> at least, at least seventy percent humidity there. But before we get into the episode this week, we got to talk about my blind from last week so yeah so george uh blinded you and i think you said something about it was old world because you you tasted it at first you said it's like a wheat beer i know you said i can read through it and then for sure you said it was old world because you said that several times and then you ended up saying what did you say josh i think i said it was an old world wit style beer yeah well, actually, it was a German Pilsner. Okay, that was that's, cl- that's, close. That's, that's really close. I, close. I think we give that to you. Probably should have known that it wasn't a wit when it was clear. Wits usually have a little bit of... That's right. They're pretty hazy. Yeah. They can be. Well, this is going to be fun, so let's go ahead and jump into it. And we're going to start with mine. Mine, once again, for everybody as a reminder, is the... Appalachian Sippin' Cream, the strawberry dream flavor from Sugarland Distilling. And I have some fresh strawberries. I have some smoked cheddar. And then I have some ribs. And on this, Dad, I don't think there's any particular eating order that we can go. Okay. Well, cheers. All right. Well, cheers. Welcome back. So this <laughs> this liqueur is strawberry on the nose. It's strawberry of the color. I haven't tried the texture, but I can tell that it's it's not a thin liqueur. Actually, most liqueurs are not thin. Well, and this is a cream liqueur, too. That's so. right. And so I said to Josh when, when he first brought out the, uh, it's like a mason jar. I said, uh-oh, did you bring moonshine? <laughs> and I said, no, it's not moonshine. It is actually it is actually a cream liqueur uh, from over in Sugarland Distilling. Now, a little bit of, a little bit of kind of definitions while Dad goes ahead and gets gets into a little bit a liqueur is an alcoholic drink which you has a base spirit in it 
and then they will add sugars, fruits, floral flavorings, mm-hmm. herbs, and spices mm-hmm. to kind of give it that flavor. It is traditionally served at dessert. Mm-hmm. So, and they're usually heavily sweetened. And they're also usually lower in alcohol. Now, there are some that are technically liqueurs that will range up in the, you know, they'll range up in about the 40 to 50%, but most of them are around 20 and under, maybe 25 and under. Well, what what does this one clock in? Because when I tasted it, it seemed like it was kind of hot on the alcohol. It's 20. Oh, really? It's only 20%. Something's going on. Well, it's probably because it is moon. It's probably moonshine based. Maybe I burned my tongue on all that rum. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all that rum while you were gone away. Uh, so that's that's kind of what a liqueur is. Liqueurs usually started, like kind of the history of them are as medicinal uses. So there are a lot of them are herb based. Uh, herb based. And nowadays, you know, they used to start with some sort of eau de vie. So some sort of distill, so mm-hmm. some sort of baseline distillate. Mm-hmm. And now you can use basically anything because um, this one is a, I'm, I'm highly, sh- I'm highly certain that it's actually moonshine based. Are you? I am. I'm trying, I'm working on finding it exactly, but I would. I would bet that it's it's moonshine based. I doubt they use an aged whiskey in in this to make this sipping cream. But at twenty percent, that's not moonshine. Well, it could be it. a base of moonshine. Yeah, they cut it a lot then. It could start at, you know, fifty, you know, forty, you know, forty percent. Eighty. <laughs> moonshine is not eighty percent. Well, that's where it starts. Some some of them. And then it's good. Some of them. Like, they have apple pie moonshine on here that starts at 80 proof. Okay. So then you add add the cream in there, and that's going to cut it again. So that gets it down to where it's just 20% alcohol. And it is actually whiskey. It's their whiskey base. But they have a lot of unaged whiskeys that they'll they'll do. Okay. So it is, I guess you could say, it is moonshine based. Okay. So that's probably what's getting you there on the on the, well, they, the heat. Then they put it in the sort of mason jar to give it that look. Yeah, I mean this is a distillery out of Tennessee, so they're kind of playing to mm-hmm. playing to their base, and it's part of their marketing that everything okay. except for their straight rye whiskey is in a mason jar. Okay. So what do you think so far? So I paired it with the cheese. Now that's just a white cheddar, a smoked cheddar. It's a smoked cheddar. Okay, I didn't pick up on the smoke part of it, but the cheese itself and the strawberry really melded together. They really went well together. So I, I think when I do the, I'm wondering about the strawberry itself and the drink, if it'll if it'll conflict because like like sometimes are too heavy on each other. It can be. Now these are really fresh Arkansas strawberries. They were actually picked today. That's why I came back. Yeah, I mean, it is strawberries. You did come back like right at the height of strawberry season. So I think I think they're going to present a little bit different than other strawberries because they are so sweet. They're Mm -hmm. so fresh. Mm -hmm. They have so much of that true strawberry flavor. Mm -hmm. You know, these I picked these up and they're about twenty, about thirty minutes out of town, the place that I got them from, and I ate you know 
about 15, 20 of them on the way. On the way home. Oh, driving home? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. I know. And it's so hard. What did you do with the green tops? Are they just in the bottom I've of the got, car? No, I've got a, I had a trash bag in my car <laughs> okay, that, that they filtered into. But I, I agree with you. The, the cheese itself does really well. You don't really get any of that smoke. And I think that's because of the cream mm-hmm. kind of covering everything over. But it is, it's quite good with the cheese. You know, when I was growing up, mom had these strawberries that were in her flower bed. And I'm showing my pinky to myself, thinking that's about the size they were. But it's all about the dirt. It's all about the and the cultivation of it. These strawberries, now I got my thumb up. These strawberries are much larger than my thumb. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are, what would you say, inch and a half. Some of them are like inch and a half in diameter and about that long. Probably about as big as a golf ball. Yeah. Not bigger. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that's a good analogy. I see you chowing down on one. I'm going to have to try it. So, um, see how it goes with that strawberry liqueur. Oh, these are, oh, they are so sweet. Yeah. So, they're, like I said, they were picked today. And if you think you need sugar to put on these strawberries, forget it. You do not. Unless you're going to be doing something specific where you need macerated, where you need them to actually, like, break down. Right, like a maybe a strawberry shortcake. Yeah, or if you like do that. some sort of sauce or something like that, then yeah. But don't don't go overboard like you would if you bought strawberries in the winter because right. they're these are completely different. So I'm going to talk about the color while you taste this because I don't want to influence you. So the color you said it's strawberry. It's not really strawberry red. It's pink. Well, it yeah, is, it is bright. Well, it's not bright pink, but it is definitely pink. Definitely pink. It is not Pepto-Bismol pink, but it's like strawberry milk pink. If you've ever had like a strawberry Nesquik or at school, if you ever got the strawberry the strawberry milk, mm-hmm. it's that same kind of color, that light pink. It's very kind of inviting. Mm-hmm. In, and I'm telling you like this, this goes down like a fat kid on a seesaw. To me, it is so smooth. You do get a little bit of heat that comes through, but it is really, it's kind of just like, oh, hey, this is alcoholic. It reminds me of a good, like an Irish cream where you have that whiskey, that kind of whiskey bite that comes through and it's not just cream. But the Irish whiskeys are higher ABV. Yeah, I think they're, they're probably around 30 or 40. Exactly. Yeah, so they're they're a little bit higher, but you know, they may just not use as much cream. So I think Or they may use uncut they may use uncut whiskey. Well true. This is something you could sip on all day. Um I, I think you might get tired of it. It's not like your lawn mowing drink. Oh heck no. But it's something you could just sit down and sit in your Arondat chair out, out in the front yard or wherever and just have a little nice sip. This is a great, like, nightcap kind of drink. I understand why, like, this would be a a dessert drink. This is, it has a lot of super good flavor to it, and it's not, like, it's artificial, it's obviously artificial strawberry flavor, but it's not bad artificial strawberry Mm -hmm. flavor. There are a lot of artificial strawberry flavors that are just bad, and this one actually does, does quite well. (laughs) It tastes, tastes pretty dang good. I'm still loving that cheese. Yeah. You know, I get a little prickle from the, I guess, the acid in the cheese. It's probably the salt. 
maybe it's the salt, yeah, the salt in the cheese, and then that sweetness. Uh, you know, they just they're doing so well together. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried the ribs yet. Yeah, and now have you done just the strawberry and then gone to the strawberry cream? Yes. What'd you think? Uh, the sweet the sweetness of the strawberry itself did not overpower the sweetness of of the cream. Right, the cream drink. The they they really went well together. Now, definitely the strawberry itself is sweeter. Yes, but you know it didn't over. You know, sometimes we go sweet, sweet. Uh oh. Well, and that's not this time. Well, and that's the trick, is you need to have your what you're eating needs to be sweeter than what and you're drinking. Drink. That's right, and that's exactly what happened here. Yeah, and it, so it may not happen with you and your strawberries, depending on where you get your strawberries from, because if you get strawberries that are, you know, flown in, or if it's off-season strawberries, you may not get that as much because the strawberries won't be quite as sweet. Right. So these ribs are cheetah ribs and the person at, at um kroger let me know that she goes are you cheating i'm like yes i'm i'm cheating on on ribs tonight um so they're honestly they're just from kroger's hot section i didn't even go to like one of the local barbecue places to get them mm. and what i did was i actually sprinkled some of the gates rub on top oh to okay. get, i wonder about that because I, I picked that up right away yeah to kind of get some of that flavor in without having to go to sauce okay so that's a that's a that's a, a rib trick. If you want to add some of your whatever flavor you normally have, mm-hmm. your rub flavor, you can actually add it on on top, and it can actually add some more. And we do draw ribs anyway, so yeah. But I was worried about the if there was going to be enough flavor in these mm-hmm. to begin with. Now Kroger's, so I've never bought them because we do our own. But some days Kroger's is out there, and they got the guy smoking those ribs right outside the front door. Yeah, and maybe that's where these came from. They don't look like they had come from that guy, but maybe they. Well, and that I pro- guy cooked them last week. I, I didn't know. go to the same Kroger that you go to. Oh well, that's true too. Mm-hmm. But they've got a good flavor. I mean, they've got the good kind of porky flavor, and then that little bit of extra gate spice on there adds a good little bit of flavor to it. Honestly, I had no idea. Besides cheese and strawberries, what to pair with this? Mm-hmm. So I thought, what would what would a southerner eat possibly eat with this, or have right before having something like this? Mm-hmm. And barbecue came to my mind. It just so happened that they had a rack of ribs, right at Kroger, and we didn't have any, so that's just kind of where I went with it. Now this is not technically a dessert to be. Well, so a lot of people do it afterwards, but I think it's just an after dinner drink. Not it is not a digesting. It's not a, a digestive. Yeah, but most digestifs are liqueurs. Mm-hmm. Every when we did a digestive episode, all, both all the both of those digestifs were liqueurs. Mm-hmm. Other ones we've done on the show, we've done, you know. But I don't remember them ever being this sweet. <laughs> well, they may not be as sweet as this, but they are sweet. Mm-hmm. Technically, Grand Marnier is a liqueur. Mm-hmm. It's an orange liqueur. Mm-hmm. So, Grand Marnier, when we we use, I was kind of surprised you didn't do the tequila liqueur. 
that you have. That's true. Or the agave, excuse me, not the tequila, the agave liqueur that you have in there. You know, you also have the um, Drambuie mm-hmm. is a liqueur. The Montenegro that we, the Montenegro Amaro that we did is a liqueur. The, okay. the Benevite is a liqueur. So any anyone that is distilled and then they usually add stuff to sweeten it up, right. those are all considered liqueurs. Right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of the ribs and... The ribs are, you know, that fattiness and that sweetness of the fattiness and the sweetness of of the strawberry drink went pretty well together. I don't think our ribs, because they are not as sweet as these, because we we you know we use a dry rub that's pretty spicy. So I don't think our ribs would have gone as well with this, this drink. Well, what do you think? So to me, this drink washes away the ribs. The creaminess, the sweetness, mostly just the cream in that really almost like buttery mm-hmm. mouthfeel that you get with this mm-hmm. just kind of covers over and takes everything away. I want to push back a little bit on the spiciness, though, that you're talking about. Because this is sweet and it does have that cream, mm-hmm. it might actually be able to stand up a little bit better to our ribs? to the ribs than you're thinking because of the cream. You know, the cream counteracts, counteracts the spice. Sweet is the opposite of spice when we're talking about our flavor wheel. So the, it, there is a possibility that it could, it could work. Now... I don't think it's going to, <laughs> but I think that's, I think it. it's more of the strawberry aspect mm-hmm. than the actual flavor profile. Right. Now a little bit more about this. So this is this, like I said, it's a strawberry sieving cream. It's from Sugarland distilling. They are a Tennessee distilling company and they have tons of stuff. And night, I would say eighty-five to ninety percent of it is flavored. Oh, okay. So, like where I said, are they in Tennessee? Um, they are Nashville in Gatlinburg. Oh, okay. Sugarland. Hmm. <laughs> well. So they're in they're in Gatlinburg, and most of the stuff they do a moonshine. They do two. What do they do? They do three. Straight moonshines. Mm-hmm. One is a corn moonshine. Mm-hmm. There is they do a sour mash moonshine. They do an un. They call it an unaged rye. So I guess it's technically not a moonshine. I'm gonna have to look into that. Maybe a moonshine has to be corn based. I think technically it does. So they have an an unaged, and then they have like a limited edition. They have a couple of limited edition NASCAR racing moonshine. And I talked about that they have the. Now, wait a minute. What is that? It's just an, it's a, it's a, a special label. Like they have one for the fifth for Talladega's 50th anniversary, and then they have a Daytona Speedway. So it's not the drivers in there drinking moonshine while you're driving. Well, no, they probably do it after. <laughs> they might do it afterwards, but I think after they, he drinks the milk first. <laughs> yeah, and then they have a whole bunch of flavored moonshines. And in the cream liqueur, in the sipping creams, they have the strawberry cream. They have a lemonade 
Oh, no, it's just a lemonade moonshine for the Riders Cup. They have a pumpkin spice sipping cream. They have an electric orange and eggnog, dark chocolate, and butter pecan, banana pudding, all different flavors of sipping creams. And then they also have some canned cocktails that they do. Okay, okay. And also they have probably about, you know, 20, 20 different flavored moonshines. So they focus a lot on that flavor profile. And so they're hitting they're hitting that market pretty hard. And, you know, based on this, I think, you know, there's some of the other ones that I'd like to try. And I think some that other people that I know would like as well. Right. Now, when you bought this one, did you just see a whole cabinet full of these drinks by this company? No, they had four. We don't have four. They had the... And this was at a smaller liquor store. They had the electric orange. They had this one. They had the dark chocolate coffee mm-hmm. and the butter pecan. Okay. No, they didn't have the coffee. They had the butter pecan, the electric orange, the strawberry, mm-hmm. and the banana pudding. Okay. And so based off, I mean, based off this one, I think I think they're all going to be pretty, pretty good. This one definitely is. Yeah. Now. What would you choose of of their group of drinks next? So you got this strawberry one first. Now of the sipping of the sipping cream, mm-hmm. of the sipping creams, I would probably personally try either the electric orange mm-hmm. or the banana pudding because I have a I'm I'm curious about the electric orange because I think it might taste like a dreamsicle. <laughs> and if it takes like if it tastes like a dream sickle, I'm in. Like I am hundred percent in. That's what this tastes like. Remember that strawberry ice cream bar? Oh yeah. That's what this tastes like. I've been trying to put my finger you on were something. Exactly right. There because it was very familiar to me. Really good. And I was like, what is it? It tastes like that strawberry. I think okay, they called based it on that note. That they called a <laughs> strawberry shortcake bar. Ice cream bar. It was one of the things that I like always got when the ice cream man came around. So it's just like, you know, the perfect timing that it's getting so hot. Do they, does a, does a ice cream truck come around in your neighborhood? Um, maybe, but not really. I don't think I've ever really seen him or heard him go by, but we've I mean, heard him, but we've never seen him. Now, you know, the school, the school that I work at is an extended year school. So a lot mm-hmm. of the times. Where the ice cream man may be running, I may still I may still be at work, but Yeah, this is good. On the front of my tongue, that was a new pour. I got that spice. Are you getting spice on the It's the bite of the moonshine. That's what it is. I think so. That's that's what it is. But at twenty percent, I wouldn't think so. Well, it's just how you're Mouth picks it up. I mean, they do say that there's vanilla in there, but that's really just kind of mixed in me in my head. It's kind of really mixed in with the cream. It's not going to present itself as a prickly thing on the front of my tongue. That to me is just the alcohol presenting itself because I get it on the more around the sides of my mouth, mm-hmm. sides of my tongue, and it's that just kind of, hey, this is not a kid drink. This is not strawberry Nesquik. No. Well, that was those are good pairings. And we'll have to talk about best on plate, I guess. 
Yeah, we'll we'll talk. We're still doing that. Yeah, yeah, we're still doing we're still doing best on plate. Yeah, and I mean you're back, so of course we're going to do best on plate. (laughs) (laughs) So this, like I said, this place they are out in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. They are basically catty corner from the Gatlinburg Space Needle. They're right next to Old Smoky Moonshine, which is another moonshine, another flavored moonshine company over there and forever. We went there years ago, and a friend of mine called it Daddy Hell. <laughs> <laughs> All the things the kids wants to do, and he didn't want to do it. Oh yeah, but it's you know if you ever if you're going down to Gatlinburg, it's right in downtown. Like, okay, it is. There's <laughs> we a, always took the bypass. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it unless could be we went to Dollywood, yeah, it could be something fun for the adults to do as a, as a stop in. Yeah. I'm glad you chose that. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot different than the, the strawberry liqueur that I had in my head that I was going to get. Because mm-hmm. it was going to be very similar to the Chambord, a very traditional style mm-hmm. of liqueur. But I'm glad I did this sipping cream. Now, sipping creams are coming, becoming very popular. There are. Are you seeing them at the bars? No. Not as much with the bars that I go to. Where are you seeing them? Uh, just in the store. Okay. There, you know, we ha- we had the boom of moonshine. Mm-hmm. Then we had the boom of flavored moonshines that always come with it. But now it seems like there's coming out more of these cream, these cream-based right. kind of stuff. So while I was gone, you went to Wild Wines at the Zoo. Yep, sure did. What did you think about it? You know, it was actually, it was a good event. You know, they had, we had some weather rolling in, so they, they had to change the venue, which if you kind of follow the social media, you may have seen the second night of, the second night picture where I was looking at the river out a window. Right. Um, wasn't at the zoo because they were worried about some weather. And that changed the vibe of the event mm-hmm. quite a bit because it was in just one large ballroom rather than spread over, mm-hmm. you know, a large chunk of the zoo. But... For everything that was there, you know, it was a it was a good event. They did a good job pivoting it to make sure people could still get a lot of the event. Uh, VIP night was still at the zoo. It was great. It was a little pared down, but that's kind of to be expected. Mm-hmm. As we're, you know, this is their second, technically their second time after COVID doing it. But it's their first time back at the normal time slot mm-hmm. in, in the spring. Yeah, last year was a different time slot. Technically, wasn't after COVID. Well, it was, but because it was outside, you didn't have to wear your mask unless you want. Right. It was. It was. But you know, looking a little bit more about Sugarland Distilling is if you've ever watched the show Moonshiners. Mm-hmm. The this is owned by two of the guys who were on Moonshine and went legit. Oh, okay. Mark Ramsey. And and his partner were the ones that that opened up Sugarland Distilling, and so they they actually were were former moonshiners, and mm-hmm. you know may still be actual moonshiners, but they have they w- were able to get some backing and, and ended up going, I guess you could say legit, and this is what they're doing. So it's a it's a pretty interesting story as you kind of yeah get into get into it a little bit i like the story about the moonshiners going legit 
Yeah, there's been quite a f- there's been quite a few mm-hmm. that have kind of kind of pivoted and gone that way, and um, so it's Mark Ramsey and Digger that they partnered with, and it's actually Dale Earnhardt, and that's why there's some of the the racing that's aspect. The, yeah, that's the NASCAR. Guy. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt has has partnered with them to start a vodka to start to do a called High Rock Vodka. So. Anyway, I've been I've been jabbering along a lot, but it's a uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it really is. You know, it's quite coating on your on your palate, and it's you know, like you said, it's not the straight strawberry color. It's 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 pink it's, as opposed to the bright red, but it's uh, it's really good. Yeah. Well, are you ready to pivot over into yours? Sure. So remind us, Dad, what do you have? And what are your pairings? So I have a Chambord, which is raspberry liqueur. And I've paired with that potatoes that I put on the grill and add butter to it. I, I soft boiled them first. And then I did steak on the grill and I did a raspberry compote. And then I have that intense, uh, I don't know what the rating of the chocolate is. It might be like 70. I'm not real sure. But it's raspberry in the middle. I'm I'm excited about the the steak and combo because that's not something you normally do. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when you get into it. So Chambord is sixteen point five. So again, it's it's light. So you could you could drink these. Now, what do you think? This is a lot more viscous than the creamy and it's uh kind of goes out to a clear meniscus uh, if you ever want if you ever want to know what slow fat legs look like look at the legs on a liqueur because yeah. these are big and big and slow fat. and that shows the viscosity is high and so it was modeled after liqueur that was produced in the Rhone Valley of France during the late 1700s, but it actually was not introduced until 1982, so it hadn't been around that long. And the owner is Brown Foreman, which is an American company, one of the largest in the spirit and wine business based in Louisville, Kentucky. So we've got that that Kentucky you know, Tennessee, we're back in, we're back in those woods. And that's just where the owner, the owning company is, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So have you ever had this before? I have. Maybe here, I don't know. I've had it here, and I've had it elsewhere, and I've had it in cocktails. And so it's, uh, it's raspberries, both red and black, currants, I mean, they do this whole mash of fruit to give it that fruit, if you will, a fruit forward. It's got uh, Madagascar vanilla. It's got citrus peel. It's got honey. It's got cognac. So that's that has to do with that alcohol base on it. Well, con- cognac is the alcohol base of Chambord. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're right. adding all these berries mm-hmm. into it. But it's mostly raspberries, and you get that on the nose. You get almost 
chalk raspberry chocolate. Exactly. And the bottle? It's a very distinct bottle. It's spherical. It's um and it says until the uh, 2010, the bottle came with a metallic gold plastic letter, lettered belt. Which you'll see in the picture yeah. of on right. Instagram, because this bottle is an older bottle. It is the older bottle, vintage. It's very, my point is, it's a very distinct bottle. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for it, look for that distinct bottle that's got that ring and got that gold top, gold cap it looks like if you're if you're anywhere familiar with any type of royal paintings or things that kings and queens or popes would hold it looks like the big sepulcher ball that they hold and Mm -hmm. it actually has a crown on top and Mm -hmm. if we go back into the history like you were talking about it's probably modeled after a liqueur that was made for the pope because we're talking about the rhone valley correct Mm mm-hmm and the Rhone Valley is where Chateauneuf de Pop is, which Chateauneuf de Pop is the new house of the Pope. And back in the, back in, I think it's the 16th century, no, maybe the 17th century, the Pope actually had a house in the Rhone Valley, which is where Chateauneuf de Pop wine is from. And so I, I, ha, I would, it would be very surprising to me if it's not based off of, based off a of liqueur that, of that lineage or if it was something that was made and reserved for people of royalty because on the bottle that you have it talks about it actually says you know royal liqueur de chambord exactly and actually it's it's there was a royal hunting lodge chateau de chambord and it was started in 1519 and so that's kind of a connection mm-hmm. to to this drink as well. This this hunting lodge, if you will, is it's a huge castle, but it was rarely rarely occupied. But they had this rare drink as well, and so that's part of part of that connection. So it is it is really rich. It's really viscous on the palate, and I don't know if. Some of what we're tasting is because this one is actually older. Like it's it's been around for a while, but it's really, really rich and nutty. You know, it'd be very interesting to try this next to like a fresh bottle of Chambord to see if there's a difference. But you still get that wonderful raspberry flavor that comes through. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care for eating like raspberries and blackberries because I get the sensation of seeds when I eat them. Well, I'm surprised you do strawberries because your mom... Would not eat strawberries until she went to Norway because of seeds. Right. I don't, but when I eat strawberries, I don't crunch them. Like, I don't get that sensation of crunching the seeds like I do with raspberries and blackberries. But when I taste Chambord, I think about that. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a taste memory. Yeah, the seeds are different. That's right. That comes up. But it is really, really good. This comes, the flavor comes really through and it actually goes fairly well with the steak. You tried it? Already? I did I did try it already and you have you have this this savory raspberry compote that's on the steak and you have this meatiness of the steak. Now it does get lost a little bit because of how sweet and viscous this is, but mm-hmm. it's not off-putting. You know, it's not off-putting. It's not the thing that I would want to drink with it mm-hmm. all the time. 
but as a as a pairing that's sitting in front of me, it's not it's not as outlandish as I thought it was going to be. Well, when I was doing the homework of what food to pair with it, gosh, nothing came up. Well, yeah, because they're not meant because to be paired. Because it's not meant to be paired with food. It's a pre-food drink post. No, it's an aperitif. This is used is Chambord, is they say, as an aperitif? Yes. Interesting. But, same thing. I agree with you that you could do it either way. And when I was thinking about it, it made me think of a friend of mine that said when he makes his margarita, he uses the Chambord in his margarita instead of Grand Marnier. And he didn't know anything about Chambord. I think he didn't know anything about uh, Solarno. I think people call that a royal margarita. That's exactly right. And that's what he was making. And that's what he told me. But there's, you know, there's other drinks. French Manhattan. Which you use it. You use this instead of sweet vermouth. Yeah. That's what this is. And then a Shamborn daiquiri. I mean, I guess you can use it for anything. Mm-hmm. The place that I've had it mostly is the first time I ever had a Cure Royale. Okay. Was was with Chambord. Now, traditionally, a Cure Royale is done with Cure. Mm-hmm. And it's a cocktail that consists of Cure or Chambord mm-hmm. and Champagne. And that's what, that's all it is. And you just put a little bit in, in the bottom and you pour it up. It's not like a champagne cocktail where you would use elderflower or you would use St. Germain. Right. And it's actually, it's really good. It's, it heart, it brings in that really light, light flavor of the, of the raspberry while still giving you the flavor of the champagne. It's my favorite thing, way to do like mimosa style drinks is to use a liqueur in there rather than the juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it with any liqueur. You could. Well, I wouldn't do it with strawberry cream liqueur, but mm-hmm. you could use Kier. You could use Chambord. You could use Grand Marnier. You could use Triple Sec. You could use Salerno. You, I mean, any anything that's going to impart that sweet flavor mm-hmm. that's not cream based would be something that would work. That would work well. So, do you get any um, nuttiness from? Uh-huh. I do. I do too. And I'm not sure where that's coming from. I think it's coming from the age. Well, it's coming from the age and maybe it's coming from the black currants that they apparently use. Maybe. Black currants usually don't give me a real nutty flavor. It's just a really deep, rich, violety kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. Like in Cassis. To me, <laughs> this taste, and maybe it's because you keep saying it's old and it is. It's been in the house a while. Just um, 16.5% seems hotter than the cream strawberry. I think some of that is actually the cream. Right. I think the cream tones it down a whole lot on your palate where this doesn't have that. Makes it smooth. Mm -hmm. So you like the steak? Yeah. I mean, the potatoes... What about that compote? Well, I had it all together. Mm -hmm. The compote... I know you were worried about the cumin in it. Mm-hmm. The cumin comes through very well. Mm-hmm. 
adds this kind of lemony finneliness, but you still have that. It adds like a brightness on top of the, on top of the raspberry. Mm-hmm. I, it it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge cumin fan, so I have a personal bias there. And the compote and the seeds, for me, is a little is a little bit. But the flavors go really well together. And this the the flavor of the of the chambord just kind of enhances that raspberry flavor mm-hmm. that you have in this savory raspberry sauce. So, do you know anything about the and it's K I R Kier, the Kier French cocktail that uses chambord? A Kier Royale. Mm-hmm. Well, I talked about it. Imperial. This is Kier Imperial. Maybe that's the same as Royale. Maybe. What's that cocktail? Okay. No, and tell me about the cocktail. We'll see if it's the same. Well, it it says it's an aperitif, drunk as an aperitif. I don't see the actual ingredients here. So Kier is cherry. Yeah. Yeah, Kier, Kier is more cherry flavored. You know, when I was doing the research, I came across a Chambord that had vodka as its base instead of the cognac. Okay. And it sounded quite strange to me, but I think you could do anything you wanted to. And what I'm reading here says a Chardonnay based. So I guess Chambord just kind of does different things and you could do a wine cocktail as well as you could do a chambord with a champagne cocktail right and that's what you were describing too Mm -hmm. so what you've been doing while you've been while you've been gallivanting around where you where you've been going you got any stories to bring back to us well not a whole lot i mean you know just try I guess I got on the wrong plane and ended up home. (laughs) (laughs) We've met a lot of interesting people. I mean, that's the fun part. Yeah. We reacquainted ourselves in St. Martin with some Canadians that uh, we had met in Kauai. These particular Canadians had not been to the St. Martin Resort, and so they hadn't experienced the hurricane. But they'd heard all the stories. Yeah, because y'all met up with them afterwards. That's right. And just, they were the know. they were the ones that y'all did the cruise with too, right? No, no, we met them. We met them in Cabo at a cruise stop. That's right. That's the way that worked. So the cruise stopped it. So this is the cruise that Marie had set us up with before the hurricane. And it was going from Miami to San Francisco. No, L.A. And it stopped in Cabo as one of the stops. Yeah, it was basically they were moving for they were moving him from the Caribbean to the to the West Coast to do Alaskan tours. It yeah. was a boat move. It was That's a boat move. The boat, cruise. The boat was moving right, yep. and that was an interesting ride because it went through the Panama Canal. If you've never if you've never been through, through the Panama Canal and you have an opportunity to do that, you should. That uh, cumin really comes through on the combo. So next time I make it, I'll cut that down. I think. Yeah. So what do you what do you think of the pairing? I I like it. And I hadn't tried the chocolate. Have you? 
I haven't I haven't got there yet. I think you could you could spend a lot of time looking at different drinks to go with you know, go with the Chambord. Yeah, I mean, so that's where like there are some liqueurs that are, you know, made to be sipped individually, but the places that I've seen that they really shine are when they're in cocktails. Yeah. Yeah, they're in, they're they're really good in a lot of cocktails. There's there's plenty of cocktails out there that use liqueurs. Man, Chambord is all natural, so it's using uh you know, natural fruits. Now, last week you had the seltzers. And so, you know, we've learned with seltzers, some of them use real fruit. Maybe a little bit. Like George says, maybe 1%. Right. And then some of them don't. And then you get this seltzer that's crystal clear. Yeah. But uh, Chambord makes sure they use real fruit. Mm-hmm. So it calls it a team player in cocktails. So with that lower alcohol rating of, of the 16.5%, you can pretty much mix it with anything. You can mix it with something that has a high alcohol or a low alcohol. And I'm, I think I'm going to have to try some, some of these other, other different mixes. Mm-hmm. Reading here about the the vodka one that just doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's in it? Well, with its French heritage, the cognac makes sense, and a vodka doesn't. So, is it a cocktail or is it just a, a type of Chambord? It's a type of Chambord. Oh, okay. The Chambord branded raspberry flavored vodka. Oh, so it's a flavored vodka. It's not a liqueur. So I just had the chocolate, if you want to give that a try. So the chocolate has nuts in it. Uh-oh. The chocolate's got nuts in it, and it has, you know, it is a pretty intense dark chocolate. And to me, the Chambord kind of gets lost. It kind of gets lost in there. You don't really get a whole lot of the flavor. Right. It does. And kind of the alcohol just comes through. That's, uh, yeah, that's um, high cocoa. Probably 70. Yeah. And there's not really any, there's no raspberry flavor in the chocolate itself. It's just the deep, rich, dark chocolate and the and the nuts. So mm. I don't taste any, but the, the package said it had it. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's just overtaken by everything else. I think it ought to overtake them. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about before we head to Best on Plate? No, that pretty much covers it. I mean, there's a lot to... It's really a good drink, and it's got a lot of hair. Yeah, it does. So, let's head to Best on Plate, then. What okay. was, in your opinion, what was the best on my plate? Jeez. <laughs> I knew that answer. Hmm? I knew, well, I knew that answer before I asked the question. The, the ribs were good. But they're not our ribs, so just you can't stack anybody's ribs up against mine <laughs> or yours. And the strawberry, I mean, it was really good with the with the strawberry cream, but the cheese 
you know, gave it so much more depth between the cheese and the cream. That's that's best on plate. What what do you think was the best on your plate? I thought the strawberry. The strawberry? These strawberries at the height of their peakness. They are. With with the flavor, just added that extra strawberry flavor to the strawberry cream. And it was it was really, really good. I like that. Now, what about on your plate? What was the best thing, best pairing for you? This okay, so we got the potatoes, we got the steak on the combo, and we got the we got the chocolate. So the steak on the combo was best on plate. Now if you wanted to break that apart, I'm not sure how to do that. Because the you know the 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 ra- raspberry raspberry I'm not sure that that would be fair. Right. So the steak. Yeah, I think for me it was a steak without the compote. Mm. Um and that's really honestly just a personal personal preference there because of the cumin. That was in the that was in the sauce. Other than that, I mean the flavor the flavor was good. It's just for me the cumin kicked it a little bit. But with having the Chambord, I was able to get that strawberry flavor with the steak and the seasoning that you had on it was was good. Did the cumin um, overpower the Chambord? No, it just didn't like it. Wait, it, it just overpowered your mouth. Just overpowered me. So. All right. Well, I think it's time we head into our blind. All right. So we'll go ahead and get that poured up. Top one. All right. So dad's got the blind poured up for me. And I've got a little ice to go with it. So I'm not, I'm going to work on not letting that influence the way that I think about this beverage. So let's go ahead and give this a look. Uh, So this is a clear liquor, or not a clear liquor, but the liquor is, you can read paper through it. It is a golden yellow, almost an amber kind of color. Uh, Kind of a good bit of oranginess in there. Okay. So the first thing that I smell is pickles. What? (laughs) It's dill. Uh, The first thing that I smell in this is dill, which lets me know that it's aged in American oak. It is, I don't, it is a, it's a dead giveaway that it's American. So I know that this has been used in American oak and at the intensity of it, it is probably first use American oak. Getting past it, there's some grains, some good bit of alcohol that's in there. Um, it's really kind of a, almost an earthy kind of, an earthy kind of, um, spicy kind of flavor there. Let's go ahead and give it a taste because I'm having a hard time getting past the dill. That's all you're smelling? That is a majority of what I smell. Woo! Okay. It's hot. Um, It is... Yes, it's hot outside. It's hot in my mouth right now, too. The alcohol in this is, is up there. It is very prevalent in its taste. And it's probably also coming from these 20 and 14 and a half percent alcohol that I'm drinking. This is my first, you know, hit of hard, hard stuff today. All right. So it is. This is not 16 and a half. No. If I had to guess, this is probably 40 and a half. 
um, not 45, but 40 and a half. Um, It is, it's, I want to, it is warm. It's earthy. It's grainy. It's, there's light nuttiness. It's very, it's very wheat or like, I keep saying grain because that's what I keep going back to. It reminds me of like milled grain, cooked grain. I'm not exactly sure what grain it is, but it's not presenting. It's overly sweet. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be a rum or I don't think it's going to be like a bourbon. Um, so we're looking now, we're getting in the world of, you know, Irish whiskeys, scotches. I'm, I'm getting there. I like to okay. taste it a little bit first. We're getting the world of, you know, Irish whiskeys, scotches, Canadian whiskeys, rye whiskeys, American whiskeys that aren't bourbon. Um, I really don't think this is a weeded bourbon. It's not a whole, whole lot of sweetness coming through. Actually, I'm blowing it with my cube. All right. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Brain. Focus on what you're actually tasting, not what you think it is. Okay. When it blooms, it's definitely got this spicy, this spiciness to it. This, um, oh, God, that heat is really intense. Maybe it is 45%. It is, it's got the spiciness to it. It's got this almost kind of a citrusiness. There's like a light, light nuttiness to it. Um, kind of a little honeyness to it, but it's still definitely driven by that kind of grainy flavor. Okay, I think this is a rye whiskey. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hat that this is a rye whiskey, and I'm gonna be in a pickle barrel. <laughs> no, it's okay. It, it's an American oak thing. It's not a pickle barrel. It's a it. Uh, it's honestly a characteristic of American oak is dill. It doesn't come in French oak. It only comes in American oak. Dill and coconut. And I'm getting dill all over this thing. I'm even going to go ahead and go farther and say that this is piggyback rye from Whistlepick. 100% rye. Okay. Six year, six years age. So I'm going to go ahead and say that that's what this is. You're going to have to come back, not next week, but in two weeks to find out if I'm right or if, if most likely I am wrong. So next week, since you're coming back in two weeks for this blind, next week is a cocktail week. So dad, what, co- what type of cocktails are we doing? You know, we're going to do brunch cocktails. Ooh, brunch cocktails. And, you know, we had brunch a bunch of times yep. while we were down there. And you can't Saint Martin. go wrong. What? Down in St. Martin. Down in St. Martin. Well, a lot of places. You can't go wrong. Well, yes, you can. Can. But you don't normally <laughs> go wrong with a Bloody Mary. All right, so Dad's going to be doing a Bloody Mary. And the reason I said sometimes you can is sometimes it'd be spiced up so much it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so Dad's going to be doing a Bloody Mary, and I'm not exactly sure which cocktail I'm going to do, but I'm going to tell you it is going to be bubbly-based. I'm going to do a bubbly wine-based cocktail for next week, but you're going to have to come and figure out exactly which one it is. So be watching out there in social media land, or just come back and listen, and you'll could, find out what it is. Could be a sidecar. It will not be a sidecar. Oh, okay. <laughs> sidecar. Could be a mimosa. A sidecar is definitely not a brunch cocktail. <laughs> it's a little, whew, man, can't even imagine. But you're going to be coming back next week to find out what brunch cocktail I'm going to be doing. And, Dad, it is great to have you back. It's great to be back, John. 
So once again, if you've liked what we're doing, give us a like, follow, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Get us out there in social media land. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and TikTok. We are also, if you just want to send us an email, feel free to send us an email at acquiredtastings at gmail.com. And we really appreciate all y'all being here, being along with us. We are creeping up on 100 episodes, Dad. Can you believe it? Can't believe it. We are getting getting real close. We're going to have to. What would you say this was? I think this is 97. I think you're right. And some somewhere up there. So we're creeping. We're gonna up. have to talk about that blowout one hundredth. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have episode. to. Fi- we're gonna have to figure out what to do. It's gonna. It's gonna come up quicker than we're ready for it. So anyway, we really appreciate y'all being here, almost for a hundred episodes with us. Keep sharing us with your friends. If you have a party along with us, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. So once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills, and we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.